Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Home Builders. We're going to get started here in a couple minutes. So if you would, get your last minute coffee or refreshment of juice. Thanks to everybody who brought something today to share with us. We appreciate it so much. Some wonderful food back there. And, uh, some quiche and some donuts and some all kinds of good stuff. So thank you for those of you who brought something today. And uh, we'll get started here in about two minutes. Happy Palm Sunday. You know, on Sunday, we remember this historic week. In Luke chapter 19, Jesus is uh, leaving, going to Jerusalem. He's going to Jerusalem. And he approached Bethpage in Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives. And he sent two of his disciples saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you why you're untying it, tell them the Lord needs it. So what do they do? They go, and they find the colt, and its owners ask them, Why are you untying the coat? Okay, untying the colt. And so you imagine this, you know, there's a colt tied there that the owners are sitting there. And all they said was, the Lord needs it. And all, that's all it took. The Lord needs it. Okay. They brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt and put Jesus on it. As it went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And if you look over in, in John, the same story is being told. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the feast had heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went down to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, save, was the, what they were communicating from the Old Testament scriptures. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord from Psalm 118, verses 25 and 26. Blessed is the king of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat upon it as it is written. Do not be afraid, O daughter of Zion. See your king come, is coming seated on a donkey's colt from Zechariah 9.9. A lot happened that week. A lot happened in that time of, from Jesus being hailed as king with palm branches and laying their cloaks down upon the road and worship, save Jesus. And a week later, they're crying, crucify him, crucify him. A lot happened in that weekend. But one of the things that I'm always reminded of, and I want to remind us today, is that before his trial, Jesus prayed. And he didn't just pray for himself. 
He says, Father, the time has come. Glorify your son that your son may glorify you. And he prayed for his disciples. He says, I have revealed to you, to those who you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me and they have obeyed your word. Now that they know that everything you have given me comes from you, for I have given them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. But then he prays for us. John 17, verse 20. My prayer is not for them alone. I also pray for those who will believe in me through their message. If you're a believer in that message this morning, say amen. Amen. Jesus prayed for you. He prayed for you now at the right hand of the Father. He's interceding for you. But he prayed for you then as well. He says, that they, may, they all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. So that the world may believe that you sent me. And he goes on and talks, talks about the love of of the Lord. And the bottom line is this, folks. Um, God has called us to be one as they are one. He's called us to live a life of unity and of love with the sole purpose of leading others to Jesus Christ. We all know, we, we get it. That probably the greatest deterrent to a person coming to Christ isn't Christianity, though often people use that as an excuse. But we can be. We can be an excuse. And that's what God, God has said. No, no, no. Don't be an excuse for someone not coming to Christ. Um, probably the first time as a young Christian that I was ever made aware of that was a message by Dave Adams, who was at that time the head of the youth ministry, and now he's the head of pastoral leadership at, at uh, Liberty. But he had gotten saved, and he was, so his, his parents were believers, and they came to Thomas Road. And they were sitting in church at Thomas Road Baptist Church. And he's praying that Dr. Paul will know, I have got my parents here. My dad is not a Christian. And he said, he's getting near. And this is, this is not to put anyone on guilt. That's not the purpose of it. But it is to be sensitive, to think. He said, I'm, 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 Dr. Paul is preaching. He gets to the end of his message. And people, and be right before he goes to give the invitation prayer, people stand up and start walking out. They want to get to their restaurants early. They want to get to their place because they want to beat the crowd. And he said, and my dad is sitting there looking around, all these people standing up and walking away. And he's like, are you kidding me? My dad isn't a Christian. And you're, bring, you're, you're distracting him during the invitation because you want to go to lunch? You know, the, the gospel is designed to bring not just salvation, but it's designed to help us to understand the love of God. And that love of God isn't just for good people. <laughs> that love of God is for everybody. 
And but as a Christian, I also have to be sensitive. What will I do that could impact someone else for the gospel or against the gospel? What will I do that could be a distraction or a magnet toward the gospel to receive it? Yet in everything that goes on, God has called us to be one as they are one. But how are they one? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They are one in unity of purpose. They are one in unity of vision for what you have us to do. For God so loved the world that he gave. And Jesus himself said, Father, not my will, but thy be done. And the Holy Spirit comes to live within every believer to, to bring us into conformity to that image. Again, God didn't call us to be happy. He called us to be holy. And that's the journey that we're all on. We give each other love. We give, give each other grace. But we're unified in the whole purpose of seeing men and women, boys and girls, coming to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So this morning, my prayer is for all of us that we would be one as God is one. That we would love and serve and encourage each other and serve and work together for the kingdom. And at the end of our life, we can look back and say, I've done what I've needed to do for the gospel. Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us. Jesus, thank you for praying for us. Holy Spirit, thank you for indwelling us. And may we be one as you're one. May we be reminded that the world is lost without you and destined for hell. May we be the light and salt of the earth that you've called us to be. May we love others the way you love people with the end goal of seeing them in a right relationship with you. God bless today's class. Thank you for Gary taking time out of his busy schedule to be with us today, to, to encourage us and to inform us and to help us grow in our faith. And God, I pray that you would be honored and glorified by everything said and done. Thank you. For everyone who's taken time out of their busy lives to be here today. May your Holy Spirit be our teacher. And may men and women, boys and girls come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Not just this week because of our testimony. But every week. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.